Hello everyone, welcome to Voice of the Wild, a podcast initiative by Naturalist Foundation. This is the second season, episode 6 of the podcast. With this podcast, we bring you closer to the world of wildlife conservation, scientific research and government environmental policies. I am Rithik Menon and today I will be talking about some important but interesting topics such as the Mauritius oil spill, the declaration of minimal sensitivity zone around protected areas and discovery of 77 new species of butterflies in Matharat. So without making your wait, let's start with it. The prescient turquoise waters of Mauritius are now stained black by the oil spills. Though the amount of spillage is less when compared to others, the ecological damage that it will cause will be far more damaging. The leak occurred near two environmentally protected marine ecosystems and the Blue Bay Marine Park Reserve. The mangroves and the species of fish endemic to the island were at risk. The MK Wakashio ran aground at Point de Esni, a known sanctuary for rare wildlife. The area also contains wetlands designated as sites of international importance by the Ramsar Convention on Wetlands. The country was already facing an economic crisis because of the COVID pandemic. Tourism, the main source of income, had to take a backstand. They had to announce a national emergency and ask for other countries to help them, as they didn't have enough equipment or the expertise to deal with the oil spills. There were ongoing concerns that if the oil spills were not brought under control, the economy would worsen, as the ones reliable on the ocean for earning their daily bread or obtaining the only source of protein can no longer access it. The oils will created an emotion of sadness and anger among the citizens, so much so that they went against the official government orders and tried to help as much as possible. They created booms with fishnets and hay. Some of them realized that human hair had the tendency to stop and soak up oil. And from that moment onwards, a lot of barber shops gave discounts or gave haircuts for free to make them available for boom building. Tights and human hair were used by people to make booms. The country also saw many student organizations and environmental protection related NGOs take part in the cleanup. The earlier cry for help was later heard by France, Japan and lately India. And the president of France, Emmanuel Macron, said that the state had sent naval ships and jets with pollution control equipment and Japan sent a six-member expert team to assist them. India sent a 10-member Coast Guard team specializing in oil containment and 30 tons of equipment on board IF aircrafts. The sort of the help was arriving, but the island nation had another problem in front of them. The vessel rammed into the reef on 25th July and after a week, it started to leak oil. Earlier, the oil leak was estimated to be around 400 tons, but the authorities noticed a crack in the hull. The vessel was said to be carrying 3,000 to 4,000 tons of fuel and 200 tons of diesel. Time was of the essence. If help was not to reach in time, the coast of the tropical Eden of Mauritius would be blackened. With only a few days away from seeing the sight of dead fish and oil-soaked birds, Mauritius received its much-needed help. At present, the 3,000 to 4,000 tons of oil on board have been carried out of the ship. The vessel did end up leaking 1,000 tons of oil, but according to the officials, everything's under control. The Nagashiki group, to whom Wakashio vessel belonged to, promised to pay for whatever they are liable of. 
Though it is not clear if they will pay for the cleaning process, some sort of compensation was promised. This incident is proof that fossil fuels are not only polluting the air by emission, but it has other damaging effects on the atmosphere. Even though we see lesser oil spills compared to the 1970s period, it still persists. The long-term effects of the oil spill cannot be predicted. The effects of the deep water horizon that occurred 10 years back is still playing out, changing the fishes and the ecosystem it affected. Of course, it cannot be directly compared because the magnitude of the deep water explosion is far bigger than any that we have seen in the recent period. But it does show us that we often underestimate the risk that human activities have on nature. Though the COVID-19 scenario lowered the pollution rates and cleared the atmosphere, letting people to see Himalayas from Jalandhar and allowing animals to explore the city, we still know that once things normalize, the atmosphere will get polluted once again. Such is our dependence of, on fossil fuels. Fossil fuels already create a lot of pollution, but when oil spills occurs, it's a different story altogether. The oil doesn't just sit on water like a blob, rather it spreads. It spreads and forms something known as sleek, a thick layer of oil cover. If it has a bigger area to spread, it forms a thin layer of oil sheen. The layer of oil harms the marine life. The birds get oil on their feathers and temporarily lose the ability to fly, sometimes due to hypothermia. While the furry aquatic creatures like otter lock the oil in their coats, which doesn't let them create enough insulation. Even if they were to clean themselves, they could ingest dangerous levels of oil. In smaller marine lives like fishes, it degrades their fins and causes lung issues when ingested. There have also been claims that it also affects the reproductive rate of these marine animals. A research done by Canadian scientists in 2015 has shown that cleaning up an oil spill is time-taking, expensive and not as rewarding or has little effect even with favorable conditions. They also found that at times the chemicals used to clean up an oil spill can cause more harm than the oil spill itself. Now coming back to the present day, all one can say is that the calming turquoise waters of Mauritius now has a black spot on it. It is as though the once clear water now wants to mix with poison. ESG, that is eco-sensitive zone or ecologically fragile areas in India, are notified by Ministry of Environment, Forest and Climate Change, that is MOFCC. These are from protected areas, national parks and wildlife sanctuaries. The purpose of declaring eco-sensitive zones is to create some kind of shock absorber to protected areas by regulating and managing the activities around such areas. They also act as transition zone from areas of high protection to areas involving lesser protection. But due to pressure of human habitation and infrastructure development projects, sensitive zones around such protected areas are reducing its cover and also are vanishing in some cases. The National Wildlife Action Plan 2002-2016 has identified them as vital ecological corridors or links. And this objective is strongly recommended so that they must be protected to prevent isolation or fragmentation of biodiversity. In January 2002, the meeting of Indian Board for Wildlife declared a strategy that eco-sensitive zones should form 10 kilometers outside protected areas and should be regulated. But the state board were worried that area would cover the major human development for habitation and would adversely affect the development. 
Thus, in 2005, it was declared that identification of eco-sensitive zones around protected areas would be site-specific, that is, wherever this absorber cushion area is needed. And the principle of regulation should be selected rather than completely prohibiting the activities. Since then, the work has been going on. In National Wildlife Action Plan of 2017 and 2031, there was an objective to properly demarcate the boundaries of protected areas and declare zonations for effective management of protected areas. Till then, over all these years, the protected area numbers in countries has raised. There are total 660 protected areas, wildlife sanctuary and national parks, although they consider it less than 5% of total geographical area of our country. Eco-sensitive zones of protected areas are finalized by an expert committee of Union Ministers of Environment, Forest and Climate Change, wherein the eco-sensitive zone proposals presented by the state government are discussed and finally tuned. The final notification for 385 protected areas and draft notification for 161 protected areas has been issued till June 2020 end. If the eco-sensitive zones are not declared or neglected to form further or not regulated, the boundaries of protected areas are going to get closer to human habitations and this may increase human and wildlife conflicts, believed by wildlife experts. But in this meeting, the state board, the committee have brought proposals that declaration of eco-sensitive zones are of minimum concern and have stated one or other reason for it. In March 2020 meeting and June 2020 meetings, if an expert committee discussed the proposal regarding eco-sensitive zone around Mukundra Hills Tiger Reserve Sanctuary in Rajasthan. This sanctuary requires 0 to 1 km extent of eco-sensitive zones and was proposed accordingly. In some areas of this sanctuary, it was just 300 meters eco-sensitive zone from core zone and it should be at least 1 km. But in March 2020 meeting, committee expressed the proposed eco-sensitive zone is bare minimum and there is no scope of further reduction in extent. Similar cases were seen in Maharashtra and Himachal Pradesh. In Maharashtra, Chaprala Wildlife Sanctuary has eco-sensitive zone of 0 to 5 km at two locations, on northwestern side of sanctuary where agriculture exists. The sanctuary has high diversity of flora and fauna, which includes Indian giant squirrel, leopard, blue bull, cheetal, sambar, etc. But as per minutes of meetings, committee recommended more finalization of drafts in both sides. Also in Maharashtra, in Mayureshwar, Super Wildlife Sanctuary, an extent of 0 to 100 meters eco-sensitive zone was proposed. But state government revealed during meeting of March 2020 that zero extent for the sanctuary for eco-sensitive zone is due to passing of national highway near boundary of this protected area. The Kukri Wildlife Sanctuary in Himachal Pradesh needs an eco-sensitive zone at 0 to 1 km extent and was accordingly proposed in meeting. Of June 2020. The sanctuary is ideal for habitats of Himalayan brown bear, Himalayan blue sheep, Asiatic black bear, Himalayan ibex, etc. But here too, zero extent of ecological sensitive zones was proposed due to exhibiting snowbound mountains with glaciers and inaccessible terrains. In all these years of rising development, protected areas have undergone tremendous change, including rapid urbanization. Some of the protected areas are in middle of high human density habitation. One such case is related, is related to Maharashtra's Thane Creek Flamingo Sanctuary. In Feb 2020 meeting, the committee was informed that Flamingo Sanctuary needs 0 to 3.5 km extent. 
it has recorded 157 bird species including Rita flamingo, lesser flamingo, grey plover, common sandpiper, etc. The southern side of the sanctuary is bordered with Washi Bridge and the further southern side is a commercial park. And this creek does not add any ecological value to sanctuary. The north path is an urban sprawl of Mumbai and where Thane begins. The committee was told that the prohibition and regulation in eco-sensitive zones are major impediments towards the development aspirations of metropolitan city of Mumbai. However, the MOFCC committee observation that forest areas adjoining the sanctuary may be included in the eco-sensitive zone, the Maharashtra government mentioned that forest areas is already protected and not to be included in proposed eco-sensitive zone. But the panel chairman suggested that inclusion of such forest areas in eco-sensitive zone can help better protected areas of forest and fortification in legal standpoint. This Maharashtra government agreed to explore the possibilities including such forest areas in proposed eco-sensitive zone. Milind Parivakam, a wildlife biologist of Wildlife Conservation Trust and a member of International Union for Conservation of Nature, Conservation Specialist Group said that it is vital that eco-sensitive zones be drafted in such a way as to include wildlife corridors, but this is rarely seen as drafting committee solely suggests 0.1 to 1 km extent of eco-sensitive zones. He also stated that the guidelines make it clear that eco-sensitive zones can go beyond 10 km in case of corridors, etc. But this is almost never seen in eco-sensitive zones. Another major problem is lacking transparency. Because of the eco-sensitive zone, maps in the GIS that a geographical information system format should be freely available to common man. Right now, it is a daunting task to access these maps. Even the agriculture fields outside the protected areas are used by tigers or by other animals to move across as corridor. Development along or around such areas will impair the corridor functionality and thus push tigers into a more grave conflict situation. Also, protected areas and eco-sensitive areas are involved in long-term threats like mining, polluting industries and unsustainable development. The main objective of their declaration is diminished. Rohit Chaudhary, an Assam-based wildlife activist, mentioned that many times even forest officials were supposed to safeguard future and protected areas of forest of which their custodians end up becoming advocates of so-called development for securing their own posting tenures. For their own self-interest, they decide to sacrifice the long-term future of protected areas by manipulating important provisions such as eco-sensitive zones. These are people who take advantage of their own demanding positions and are increasing the threat of human-animal conflicts or perhaps the advancement of a forest biodiversity in future. Mathuran is an eco-sensitive zone located in Maharashtra. It is a small hill station nestled in the Western Ghats, which has a mesmerizing biodiversity hotspot. According to the Bombay Natural History Society, that is BNHS, there is a study conducted over the last 8 years, that is 2011 to 2019, which resulted in 77 species of butterflies which have been found in the ecologically sensitive forests of Mathuran. With this, the total number of butterfly species in the Mathuran forest has now gone up to 140. City-based BNHS scientist Mandar Savan said, These 140 species belong to 6 families. The list include 15 species such as the Crimson Rose, Orchid Tit, the Daniad Eggfly, protected under the various schedules of the Wildlife Protection Act 1972, 
The top 10 very rare species identified in the Matharan include the orange-tailed owlet, orange owlet, Tamil spotted flat, plain banded owl, common sergeant, rustic double branded crow, orchid tit, plain puffin, and large oak blue. Among these, the double branded crow was identified for the first time. After a span of 125 years for the first time, such a study was undertaken to discover the flying beauties of Matharan. According to the BNHS, a strong seasonal variation in butterfly diversity was observed. The maximum diversity of butterfly was recorded during winter and the leaves during monsoon. The study said that there was a high similarity in butterfly species composition observed between the pairs of site studies, tending towards perfect nestedness. This also emphasizes the fact that butterfly diversity in the region is quite stable and chances of emigration to or immigration from surrounding regions are very low. Further, they introduced a novel barcode for denoting seasons and activities of Indian butterflies and hope this will help butterfly biologists to concisely and effectively present their data. In 1894, British researcher J.A. Betham surveyed the hills of Mathurans for his butterfly diversity. He had reported 78 butterfly species back then. Now, this research paper is an outcome of 8 years of fieldwork with 22,833 observations and the usage of color barcoding system by Mandar Savan, Dr. Nikhil Modak, and Sagar Sarang. The survey took almost a decade to be completed and reached its research. Butterfly diversity has been used by ecologists to study habitat loss, climate change, and habitat fragmentation, and it also represents healthy ecosystem. I hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe to stay updated. Do support us on Patreon so that we can produce more informative content for y'all and show appreciation towards our young group working hard to provide content. Link is mentioned in the description. Thank you and see you next time.